Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me for the first time on this podcast platform is Glenn West. Glenn, how are you doing today? Um. Doing great, Matt. How about yourself? I'm glad to be a part of the team. Yeah, man. It's been, what, a week now? A week. How's your first week been? Oh, you guys are just treating me too bad, man. <laughs> I've been writing everything and just not you know, – Throw it on you. That's no what help from you guys right now. No, it's it's been great. It's been a lot of fun and really excited to kind of dive into the summer with you guys and really get acclimated. So it's been a really big, really fun first week. Yeah, for sure. So um, as I guess everybody who follows the site and everything knows, um, a big reason I, I was excited to get you in, obviously you're great with football and basketball. I mean, you did everything in Sports Illustrated, but especially when it comes to baseball, there's not too many that cover the beat better than you. So that's what um, I'm excited to get get you here for and to kind of give our, our readers and listeners, obviously, uh, a more in-depth look at baseball. Um, yeah, we're going to do like a kind of a Q&A type thing. Um, like I told you off air, it'll kind of be more so your thoughts here going through the team, going through the regionals. We're recording this on Monday Monday evening around 3 o'clock, uh, a couple hours after the regionals were announced. So LSU was placed in the Hattiesburg Regional, which was kind of projected from a lot of places. Um, it put them uh, with the number one seed, Southern Miss, uh, LSU is the two seed, Kennesaw State is the three seed, and Army is the four seed. Overall thoughts, I mean, reactions, what did what you think of the region? Yeah, so I guess first thought was, you man, thank God they're not sending LSU to Oregon again. Uh, this is actually one that I'll be able to go to now. So I uh, got, got the hotels booked and everything, hoping to get uh, get over there this weekend and, and, and take in some good baseball. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the last couple of years they'd sent us to – Eugene and Corvallis and I know LSU fans know what that kind of trip is like so it's a lot better to be closer to home and certainly I think LSU is going to pack up that that stadium and, and be uh, well represented so uh, but you know just from a purely baseball standpoint I think this is a very favorable draw for LSU um, they, they could have gone in a lot of different ways um, they, there's actually some really tough other regionals, you know, with with other SEC teams that are actually hosting, which is going to be really interesting to see. I think Auburn and uh, Florida both drew some pretty tough, uh, some tough, some tough matchups, which is one of the things we kind of talked about, you know, kind of amongst media and amongst fans and our community and everything. Just, um, you know, did LSU want to be one of those 16 teams that was hosting, but also run the risk of, you know, bringing in some really tough teams or did they want to be a, a group that, you know, could go on the road and, and make a good impact and, and, and have a potential you know chance to win on, on the road in a really, uh, you know, fun environment. And I think that, you know, looking at these you know teams that LSU is going to be playing, I think you can certainly make a case that they've got a, a great opportunity to go in here and steal a regional from uh, from Southern Miss. Obviously, Southern Miss is a, a really well-coached, you know, phenomenal team. And, um, you know, they've been very, very good offensive program for, you know, all all season, really. And um, But it, it does play into what LSU's strengths are as well. LSU is a very consistent offensive team, particularly when you have 
the, the you know the high caliber SEC hitters that they do. And so, you know, I do think it's going to be one of those weekends where you know the bats are going to control the weekend. I think you know whichever you know teams you know pitching staffs kind of show up and are able to you know limit the damage of these other guys or these other teams. Uh, it's really going to, you know, kind of show who, who who can come out of the weekend with the with the regional win and moving on in the tournament. So, uh, it, you know, just kind of overall thoughts. I thought that it was a favorable draw for sure. And, you know, we'll, we'll kind of dive in, I think, a little bit more into Kennesaw State here in a few minutes. But just, um, you know, the, the, the Friday 6 p.m. is the first game. I think we have that information now. So mm-hmm. uh, LSU is going to be the two seed taking on Kennesaw, the number three seed. So should be a lot of fun. And it's going to be a really interesting weekend. Yeah, and kind of going off of what you said about people weren't really sure about if they wanted a one seed or not. Uh, some of that was because of competition and because of the prospect of maybe facing a Southern Miss or a, a lower one seed. But right. also, uh, just from what I you know, we read the board and everything like that was if you end up getting in as a as the sixteen number one seed to go against Tennessee, right? If you go, yeah. you go the fifteen, you go against the two, and so on and so forth. Here. Southern Miss is the 11th one seed, and so the 11th ranked team. And then, if in theory, if you make it made it to Super Regional, you'd play Miami, who's the seven. And that's kind of a difference between Miami and Tennessee, obviously. Right. So um, I felt like that was another kind of favorable thing. So overall, when you look at it, I don't even go from regional to Super Regional. I don't know how much more favorable it could have gotten for this LSU team. No, absolutely, and and just kind of another little side note there for the Miami Regional, who also is in that grouping, is Arizona, and yeah. I know that there are a lot of journalists and media people alike who are just chomping at the bit to potentially see an Arizona versus LSU Super Regional next weekend. That would be really uh, a fun story to kind of get to cover, and you know Jay Johnson's first year, and uh, that would be very interesting to see how all that wor- works out, but. I absolutely agree. I think it was a very favorable draw for LSU. And now it's just about them taking, you know, playing their most consistent baseball of the season and and taking this thing on the road. Yeah. And for those who don't know, the regionals um, are a double elimination uh, work through them that way. So they'll start with Kennesaw. LSU will start with Kennesaw State. They win. They play the winner of Southern Miss Army in that first game. And if they lose, they'll play the loser, obviously, and kind of work their way out from there in a double elimination setting. Let's get into Kennesaw State, though, because I I think obviously it's not a Power 5 team. I mean, Power 5 is kind of a football term more than anything, but it's not a high major team. Uh, They end the year 35 and 26. Uh, What do you know about them, the three seed in in this region? Yeah, I've been doing a little bit of research on them this afternoon. I think, you know, what really tells the story of this team is their offense. You know, they're going to go as far as their offense takes them. Uh, they have about four or five guys that hit well over 300 and, um, you know, have, you know, combined for kind of, you know, I want to say like you know, 60, uh, you know, 60 home runs uh, on the season between between those five, six guys. And so um, they, they, they're they a very powerful team. They have a lot of capabilities, a lot of potential. Um, I, I do think that, you know, LSU is going to have to uh, certainly pitch, you know, one of its better guys in that first game. I don't think it's a game where you can save a Mikhail Hilliard, for instance. You know, you want to get out to a fast start. And so uh, they have a lot of guys that I think are capable of uh, putting some some damage on this pitching staff if LSU's not careful. And, uh, you know, kind of one of the things that we've learned about this staff is, um, you know, they, they, they're they pretty consistent out of the bullpen. Um, but, you know, if uh, – 
you know, if, if guys can't get into the third or fourth inning, it's, it's kind of spells trouble for this group as a whole. And so uh, really going to have to, you know, lock in and get a get, get off to a good start against this team. And, um, you know, I do think this is an exploitable pitching staff. You know, we've kind of talked all season about this LSU offense, but, you know, now that you're certainly set to welcome back two of the best hitters in the SEC and Kay Doty and Jacob Berry, which we'll also touch on in a little bit, but certainly feel good about those guys playing and, uh, being able to attack a you know a team that's you know kind of struggled as a staff overall. I mean their team ERA is 608, um, which is um, you know not 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 particularly great, um, but uh, you know it's certainly exploitable and it'll be very interesting to see just kind of how LSU can come you know come prepared and you know they they played some really tough you know some really solid teams this year. They played Georgia Tech, who's obviously a, a hosting team or is going to be in the the tournament. They've played. Uh, a couple of uh, times against Georgia, who's going to be in the tournament? They played. They played Auburn. Um, you know, they, they've they've gotten some some good teams. You know, to kind of play them this year, so they are relatively battle tested. So, should be an interesting first matchup, I think, for LSU. But um, obviously, this is also you know a, a a team that you know kind of expects to to win. I think a game like this, just based yeah. off of the you know the talent that they've faced all year. You know, we've talked to number of players today and I think there's certainly a confidence here that after facing a really difficult SEC schedule that they can go in and and do some damage here this weekend so you would you would start you and do you expect Hilliard to start game one and would you start him game one yes I I would expect him to start and I absolutely would start him Um, we haven't gotten any confirmation from Jay Johnson that's going to be something that you know comes out 90 minutes before first pitch just like the SEC tournament I don't want to show his hand to any team that he's playing. Um, when we talked to Jay today, he's, you know, he was, he was very, you know, blunt in his kind of conversation of saying, Hey, you know, I, I want to get to Omaha more than I want to breathe. You know, that's kind of his thought process. That's this team's mentality. They are full, full force ahead into trying to get this thing into uh, to Omaha in year one. And um, you know, you don't, the best way to do that is to coach to your strengths. And obviously his strength is to, you know, not not give out any of the cards too early. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be really important for this uh, this first game for LSU to get off to a hot start. Um, you know, on the mound, and I think Mikhail Hilliard is probably your guy. He's been your most consistent guy uh, as a starter all season, and I think you got to play to that strength. The last thing I'll, I'll ask before we get into kind of injury injury report type stuff: What is your number one concern for LSU right now at this moment? It's a good question. I, I, you know, I would probably say kind of end of the lineup, you know, in terms of the batting order, um, you know, just you know, in, the, in the same breath, you know, at the same time, we haven't really had, you know, a, a really consistent lineup the last several weeks with, with mm-hmm. Doty and with yeah. Barry out. Dugas has been in and out of the lineup. I think they're, they're hopeful that maybe Dugas can give it a shot. You know, they're, he hadn't done much the last you know couple days or a couple weeks really, but, um, you know, I think the re- really the, the the end of the lineup is going to be the the one that you know kind of how you, how you how you parcel out that that bottom three or four guys is going to be really important just in terms of being able to turn the lineup over. Um, you know, I like I like what catch what Tyler McManus has done for them. I think he's filled in you know beautifully um, as pretty much their starting catcher now all year with Malazzo going down early. I think he's done a nice job at the plate. Has really gotten more comfortable. Um, so he's a guy that I could absolutely see in that kind of eight, nine hole, uh, range. Um, but you know, there, there, there are some questions about just, 
uh, consistency throughout the lineup. And they've had some some very high ups and they've had some very low downs, which you saw uh, in the you know towards the latter two games of that SEC tournament. And so being able to find, I think, a guy or two that can help you turn the lineup over and keep innings alive. Uh, is going to be really, really important this weekend. And so, um, you know, I would expect LSU to probably put a really solid hitter there in that nine spot just to potentially turn the lineup over to, you know, a Dylan Cruz slash, you know, Barry slash Doty slash Morgan start. So I think you can mm-hmm. extend it in that way, and they're going to be looking to have any, every advantage that they can, and I think that's certainly one way to do it. Yeah, I mean, the consistency, obviously, is something we've talked about a lot this year. You go from ending the season, getting swept by Ole Miss to, I mean, at home, to sweeping Vanderbilt on the road and then going to the tournament, you know, beat Kentucky, then lose to Kentucky, and it's just a – And, you know, another thing that I didn't really mention that you could obviously throw in there is the defense. And at this point in the season, you are who you are as a defensive team. I think this is a group that – you know, you can expect to make a few errors this weekend as well. And just um, not making sure that those errors come in, you know, two out situations with nobody on as opposed to, you know, bases loaded with nobody on. You know, it's just it's going to be really important that those errors don't crop up in some really bad situations. And um, I think it, that that is what could really make it an uneasy weekend, I think, for LSU fans just watching the games just because we've seen it all year. Uh, they haven't been able to really correct them. Uh, we saw it in Hoover um, in the last couple of games as well. So um, definitely got to be able to be a little bit more cleaner and and see and hope that those 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 errors don't kind of crop up on you at bad times. Yeah, nothing nothing drives our board crazier than than the errors, man. <laughs> man, um, I just remember early in the season when they were happening, it was not not fun, not fun. You got to temper uh, expectations. You can't really temper expectations at the beginning of the year, but I feel like now. Now that you've seen this team for 50, 60 games, yeah. you kind of know what to expect. And so yeah. you kind of can go in there with a little bit more clearer mind. But, man, if that happens in a really tight situation, then it's all bets are off. Yeah, yeah, not good. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com uh let's get to the injury report uh you mentioned it jacob barry k doty obviously uh, we i think alex malazzo will continue to be out uh but what what have you heard from those three yeah so we talked with jay today uh jay johnson head coach and he was very optimistic that k doty and, and jacob barry would be able to suit up you know part of the reason they didn't play at all in the sec tournament was to make sure they were 100 percent healthy for this weekend and Certainly sounds like that's going to be the the move here. I think both you're going to see play, um, you know, and, and and just I, I don't know if you're going to see Barry return to the field immediately. You know, I think that was he's my next guy, question. Yeah, I think he's a guy that needs maybe a couple days to really get back into the fielding motion. They're playing on turf too, which is going to be interesting. They haven't really played on many turf fields, and you know the the you know fielding for that is a little bit different than just on a regular grass field. So. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. I, I think you could certainly see a scenario where Joe Bear goes back to designated hitter, where, you know, Barry kind of slides into right field again. And 
maybe you keep Collier Cranford at third base to kind of shore up some of the defensive, uh, you know, potential defensive, um, you know, mistakes you could have. So, um, you know, I, I think you're going to see both of those guys return. Kay Doty will certainly slide back in his rightful place at second base. And, um, you know, I think continue to be a, a you know, a, a you know, power hitter for this team and a, a guy who can get clutch hits. And you need that. You need every every possible advantage you can have in the in the you know postseason. And I think it's going to be crucial that LSU gets something out of those two guys this weekend. Yeah. Uh, looking at the pitching, uh, we were asked this on, on our board. Uh, shout out to everybody on the board that sent the questions and I'm kind of just sprinkling them in as we go. Um, we, you mentioned Hilliard starting, mm-hmm. let's say day one against, um, Kennesaw state, where do they go from there? Who's your day two, who's your day three. And just how do you, how does that kind of work out? Cause I think, I mean, it's obviously been changing at times yeah. throughout the season. It's been a revolving door and I don't think, you know, really the SEC tournament gave you any, you know, e- you know, easy feelings about what it could look like. I mean, uh, I thought Ty Floyd looked solid for a few of the innings that he pitched, but, um, you know, eventually what we've kind of learned from with Ty is that he's going to kind of run into one of those innings where it's just hard for him to get off the field and hard to hear him to get outs. And, um, you know, if you're, you know, theoretically pitching McHale in that first game, you kind of want a steady arm in that next game. Cause you'd be hopefully playing, you know, the winner of the first of the SMU mm-hmm. or the South, you know, Southern Miss game. And you'd want to have, have a really solid arm, you know, in that situation. So um, I think, you know, you're going to have to consider Ty Floyd, um, I would also consider a veteran, you know, kind of, these are the kind of the time of year where you throw out wonky, you know, pitching rotations and kind of, you know, have a all hands on deck kind yeah. of approach. And if you can get a really good game out of Hilliard and kind of save some of your big bullets for that next day, you could have very much a committee approach. And I, 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 I kind of liken it to having a, a veteran in there. I think Trent Bittmeyer, uh, um, you know, I know a lot of you know guys on our our board would probably disagree with this, but Devin Fontenot, maybe if he can go out and get you two solid innings or three yeah. solid innings, um, you know, Devin has, has had, certainly had his struggles this year, but uh, he's a guy who's pitched in these situations before and has been very successful in the postseason. He was very solid last year in their you know regional against uh, uh, against uh, Oregon State or not no, sorry against Oregon, um, and you know they obviously were able to win that one and. You know, I think you got to rely on guys who have been there before and who know what those situations are like. And, uh, you know, I think you could certainly see a situation where one of those veterans gets the game to start um, and, and just do a, a by committee approach. And then you kind of have to really, uh, you know, as far as game three or game four, or game five, just kind of piece together whatever you have left. So it's really hard to answer a three man rotation, but would certainly start out with McHale and a, and a veteran pitcher going in those first two games. Yeah, I mean, that's – as we know, I mean, if you win your first two games, you're in just a golden position to, yeah. to advance at that point. So we know how important that that second game will be if if LSU can beat Kennesaw State in the first one. Obviously, if they lose, the second one's important as well. But uh, still, that that rotation is going to be just I, – I don't, I don't know what to expect from it at this point. Yeah. Now, I think the – yeah. You know, I think Riley Cooper could be another name in there that you could see throwing in that second game. Coaching staff loves him. He's obviously been a, a huge piece out of their bullpen this year. But, you know, if you're going to go by committee in that second game, uh, you know, you, you want to get off to as great a start as possible. And uh, I think Cooper could help get you the job and get get the job done. Eric Reselman's another name that comes to mind uh, if you really want to get off to a fast start. So 
uh, there's there, there's just so many different ways they could go. And yeah. uh, I think last week kind of proved that, you know, all bets are off with what this, you know, rotation is going to look like this weekend. Yeah, I have, I have, there's so many names here. I, um, I'm looking at uh, the, the Georgia game three, Sam Dutton. Yeah. Was, 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 was a guy that, you know, you threw out there, uh, Grant uh, Taylor. Yeah. You know, Dutton's been very hot and cold, you know, recently, um, mm-hmm. you know, my, Fellow big man Paul Gervais, six foot nine Paul Gervais. You know you want to intimidate Southern Miss or Army a little bit. Throw the six uh-huh. foot nine guy out there first. You know we'll see. Um, but yeah, they, they could go in so many different directions. It's yeah really hard to predict what what the weekend rotation is going to look like. Now, this this is going to be kind of difficult, but I want to go through how it's going to play out in the field and just how the, how the, I don't want to say how the lineup's going to play out. Cause obviously that could go some ways, but I think if you just get the nine players that are going to be in the lineup, I think then, then fans have a general idea of what to expect here moving forward. Um, so do do you, I think we can start with, do you expect Jacob Berry to be the DH if he plays? Uh, I think so. I think that would probably be the, the smartest move to make just because he's coming off of not playing in two weeks. He's already, uh, you know, he, he's gotten better as the season has gone on, but he's, you know, I, I, do you trust to throw him out there as a third baseman in game one of the NCAA tournament after not playing for two weeks? I, I just not sure that you do. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, Collier Cranford has shown you enough the last two weeks, three weeks to really, you know, at least from a defensive perspective, hold that lineup down, hold that position down. Um, and, and, and potentially, you know, get on base once or twice too, which is really all you need from him. So, um, you know, I, I do expect Jacob to DH, um, you know, from an outfielder's perspective, I would say, you know, Pearson Cruz and Bear or uh, Pearson Cruz um, and uh, Joe Bear could certainly be your, your outfield still. Um, you know, you could also slide Barry into the right field. I think that would be mm-hmm. a serviceable move, you know, if you really want to get him out on the field. I definitely think right field would be a better spot for him, maybe off of this injury, than than sticking him at third base. Um, you know, as far as the infield's concerned, you're going to have Morgan, Doty, Thompson, uh, Cranford. I think would be a great, you know, to keep in there at at third base. And then you know, behind the plate, Tyler McManus. You know, you ride with the guy who's gotten you here. He's come up with some really clutch hits the last few weeks. Um, obviously, is not, you know, what Alex Malazzo is as a defensive catcher, but. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that will get on base and get you some runs and um, he's serviceable enough, I think, to you know get you through this weekend. So uh, I think that's probably what you're looking at in the field. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I had to I wanted to write all that down. So yeah. we, we had on the same same page here. Yeah. Um, all right, man. I, uh, anything else here before before we before we wrap it up? You know, I, I, think. I think just some you know final thoughts. You know, I guess, you know, the. This, this is going to be a weekend that I think is going to be very well represented with LSU fans. And you know, I know we were at the, uh, you know, the, the ceremony today where they were kind of had the announcement ceremony and everything. And there were, uh, you know, a few fans, a few boosters in there and lot, lots of people talking about, you know, already making, you know, reservations and, and getting over there. And certainly the players, I think, expect to see a, a large LSU crowd out there representing the team. So, um, it's going to be a very fun weekend. You know, I think it's, you know, postseason baseball in, in, in college is certainly um, one of the one of the gems of getting to cover this sport. You know, you get to you get through 56 regular season games and, you know, conference tournaments to get to this point. And, um, you know, I know a lot of those guys are going to be really excited to hit the field. And 
we'll certainly have a lot of stuff coming, you know, this week before, uh, you know, Friday's game and we'll be on, we'll have boots on the ground. You know, we'll have boots on the ground oh, for go two four seven in, in baseball. So I guess that's, yep. a, that's a win. That's a win for us. So it'll be yep. fun. Yep. yep. I'm excited. Uh, Southern Miss, obviously from, from conference USA. Uh, my, my parents went to UTSA and uh, so UTSA got snubbed, did um, not make it. Well, and, very good. Uh, I, mean, I think Jay Johnson told us today there's four Conference USA teams in this tournament this year, and Southern Miss won the conference tournament, and so you know, and, and won the conference. Um, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see uh, just kind of what that crowd is like and and who who kind of steps up for them. But I, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great weekend, I think. Yeah, it's so it's so crazy. Conference USA can put puts like baseball teams out consistently that are good. Like Old Dominion didn't make it this year either. And they're usually up there. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm excited to watch. Uh, that's, that's all we got for y'all today. We hope y'all enjoyed it. Hope this was an insightful look at the baseball team, the region, um, all the, the tournament outlook for them. Uh, I think it sets up well for LSU and I think the expectations are going to be high and rightfully so, you know, this is, this is what the year comes down to for this team. So with throughout all of the uh, crazy twists and turns that this season gave us, um, now it's time to uh, to put up or shut up. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Go247. You can uh, check out the site at Go247.com. Uh, if you're not a subscriber, check out our deals. We got uh, first month for a dollar. We got a uh, year for 30% off right now. You can interact with us us on the message boards throughout the games glenn is great at, on those um and we will have y'all covered like glenn said boots on the ground for the for the tournament so we're excited for that so um we appreciate y'all for joining us and we'll talk to y'all later new cbs sunday you collect rewards right this is how i make my living when something is lost everyone's looking for something he finds it you strong swimmer so 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 okay Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.